This episode is on the subject of gratitude. I like to say it's really about perspective. Because no matter how ugly your reality is, when you have gratitude, you have control over your perspective. So we're going to go over tips and different ways that this can help you. And my guest today is a New York Times bestselling author. His name is A.J. Jacobs. He wrote a book called A Thousand Thanks, and we're going to hear how his life was affected by having gratitude. And actually, it was one of my sons who set me off on this journey because uh, to back up, I I wrote this book about health and I read all of this uh, uh, research about how good gratitude is for your for your health, both your physical health and your mental health. And I was I'm sort of a default negative pessimist, uh, more Larry David than uh, Mr. Rogers. So I was like, oh, I got to get that Mr. Rogers side going. And uh, I thought, why don't I say a prayer of Thanksgiving before every meal? The only thing is, I'm not religious at all. Right. So I'm totally secular. So I was like, instead of saying thanks to God, why don't I say thanks to some of the people who helped make my meal possible? Like, uh, you know, so before a meal, I'd say thank you to the farmer and thank you to the truck driver. And my son said, that's fine, Dad, but it's also, you're phoning it in. those people can't hear you so if you really cared you would go out and thank them in person and that's when I had that little light bulb and said you know what that's an interesting project that could be a good book and I chose coffee uh, because I love it and I'm addicted it's a a great drug and and that's how I spent several months just thanking everyone I could and I went wide so I thanked the the barista and I went to South America and thanked the farmer but I also thanked the logo designer of the coffee shop I thanked the guy who drove the truck with the coffee beans the guy who paved the road the guy who uh, painted the yellow lines on the road so the truck wouldn't veer into traffic uh, because if you think about it there are hundreds of people that go into every little part of our lives AJ went and thanked a thousand people, and it feels good to go and tell someone thank you. But the interesting thing is that you don't have to literally thank somebody to feel the effects of gratitude. Just saying you are thankful or grateful for them aloud has the same effects back on your brain. Yeah, I... I try to either uh, go and thank them in person or I'd call them or email them. And you're right, there were some people who were, were like, what's going on? Are you, is this a pyramid scheme? What are you trying to do? Uh, but I will say that was the minority. The majority were actually thankful for the great gratitude. I remember I called this woman who works at the uh, pest control place uh, that serves the warehouse where my coffee is stored and i called her up and i said i know i know this sounds odd but i want to thank you for helping to keep the insects out of my coffee and she said yep that is odd but uh but thank you 
because I don't get a lot of a lot of thanks in my job. Uh, and she said it made her day, which then, of course, uh, gave me that that dopamine rush, that warm that warm glow. Uh, so it was it was you know this sort of positive feedback loop. What's the most overlooked thing about gratitude? Even though you're being grateful and thanking people, sending appreciation, gratitude is actually all about you. Studies consistently show those who give thanks are associated with a higher degree of happiness and optimism in their life. The first step you should take in practicing gratitude is to start journaling everything in your life you appreciate. Choose five people. Write why they have a positive impact in your life. It could be the family, a barista, the UPS driver, anyone that adds value. Studies show that after 10 weeks of doing this, you will instinctively become more optimistic. A secondary effect that was noticed is that people also begin to incorporate a fitness-oriented lifestyle. That's the other thing about gratitude is if it, you can do it... Um, Whatever your reason for doing it, it does have selfish payoffs. Uh, there are all these studies that being grateful makes you feel better. So even if you're doing it, even if you know your mother Teresa and doing it for everyone else, it's still uh, a smart thing to do for your own psyche. There's this quote from this Benedictine monk. Uh, again, I'm not religious, but I liked his quote. He said, "Happiness does not make you grateful." Gratitude makes you happy. To make a conscious effort to practice gratitude. Why can't we just say we're going to have a positive outlook and leave it at that? Here's the problem. We as humans have something called negativity bias. Early in evolutionary history, seeing things as threats kept you alive. Those who paid more attention survived. The others were eaten by lions. Basically, we're all the descendants of people with anxiety disorders. This type of attitude is a hindrance in the modern world. Having a low stress outlook is actually a number one attribute of those who live over a hundred. So, getting your predisposition for negativity in check could add decades to your life. Your conscious effort to apply gratitude. Is an attempt to override your caveman brain. There are, uh, according to evolutionary psychologists, it was good for us when we were cave people. You know, if you hear a rustling in the grass uh, and you assume the worst that it's a snake and you run away, that's good for you. You're going to survive. Uh, whereas if you're like, oh, it's probably just wind, then you have a higher chance of dying. So back in cave people days, probably it had some, some uh, it was helpful. But now it's just a pain in the ass. Now it's just horrible. And like, you know, you spend your day ruminating on that one guy on the subway who wouldn't give up his seat, even though, you know, you're, uh, you're carrying 14 bags. So fighting that negative bias is, it's like a full-time job. human nature to be negative, how are we supposed to stop what is literally part of our DNA? Here are some steps you can take to 
change your thinking and fight your natural tendency to want to focus on sources of aggravation. A big one? Stop negative self-talk. Start paying attention to the type of thoughts that run through your mind. After an event takes place that's bad, you might find yourself thinking, I shouldn't have done that, I suck, I'm an idiot. Everyone does this. This negative self-talk shapes how you think about yourself and more importantly how others think of you. A better tactic is to stop those thoughts whenever they begin. Notice negative self-talk. Instead of fixating on past mistakes, consider what you've learned and how you might apply that change in the future. Well, there are all sorts. I mean, there's health benefits. There's research that shows you are you're happier, less prone to depression, that you recover more quickly. So, and I'm a little skeptical of the more outrageous claim. Uh, there's one study that said you're a better athlete. And I, listen, I spent like seven months thanking people, and I'm, you know, I'm still uncoordinated. So I'm a little skeptical. But but there are huge. Um, uh, and what you say, I think, is so true. We have a negative bias. It's not just now. Nowadays, it's worse because of social media, and you see all the horrible things 24 hours a day. But but we're born with a negative bias for evolutionary reasons. Um, and and if you hear a hundred compliments and one insult, what's the one you remember? It's the insult. While having gratitude isn't going to make you a better athlete, I did take a look at some of the physical enhancements that you'll get from practicing gratitude. I found a study that shows when we express gratitude, our brain releases dopamine and serotonin, two crucial neurotransmitters responsible for emotions. They enhance our mood immediately by making us feel happy from the inside. By consciously practicing gratitude every day, we can help these neural pathways strengthen. Studies have also shown that receiving and displaying simple acts of kindness activates your hypothalamus and thereby regulates all bodily mechanisms controlled. One is vital for sleep. If I say it out loud, then it sort of sinks in. So it's good for your brain to hear it. And I also do this. I actually don't write down. I know that there's a lot of research that that is helpful writing it down. But I do another strategy when i'm going to sleep i try to go through the alphabet alphabetically i list the things i'm grateful for so if you start at a you know i'm grateful for the apple pancakes that my kids made me over the weekend uh b i'm grateful for the second season of barry on hbo it was a good season (laughs) i'm glad you agree love bill hater and I find that very calming, and I'm usually asleep before, like, M or, or L, uh, because if I don't do that, then I'm really good at ruminating on the three or four things that get, like, you know, the, the slights that people didn't even know that they were slighting me, but that uh, obsessed me. In doing research, I repeatedly found the same suggestion, that writing is the most effective way to have the benefits of gratitude came across a study from the University of Berkeley done with people suffering from depression. It said that handwriting letters of gratitude or thank you cards showed relief from depression in just four weeks. 
They found writing the letters had the same effect on your well-being, whether you sent them to the person or not. The simple act of writing a letter is enough. Um, I mean, I read all these stories of these uh, legendary thinkers, like the CEO of Campbell's Soup apparently wrote 35,000 thank you notes over his career just to anyone from factory workers to uh you know the, the cfo and uh and he said that it it was really helpful not just for him but it motivated people i hope you found some value in that conversation with aj jacobs there's a lot of benefits to gratitude to start employing those tips into your life i could tell you for myself i'm grateful just to have that episode out because i recorded it years ago and the audio was messed up and i found a way to kind of salvage it so there it's out there for you to enjoy and um until next time i've been michael q and i'm going to find something new to learn